Hello and welcome back to the American Cultist Podcast. My name is Sean Proburn. You're once again joining me to discuss all things American and how best to proceed. Now, before we dive into the main topic, which of course is El Salvador's adoption of uh, Bitcoin as legal tender, I wanted to address a few things within the Libertarian Party. Now, uh, as some of you might know, my attempt in marketing American cultist is predominantly aimed at, at non-libertarians. Now, when I, when I target these things to the left, well, they just try to like report it to <laughs> report it to whatever they think is my job or um, you know, uh, block it on Facebook, not block, uh, complain and, and send horrible messages and bombard my, my personal account with nonsense because they're disgusting people. Um, and I'm easily able to target it towards conservatives. I've been working in conservative publishing for about five or six years at this point. And I just kind of understand the language in, in a better way. Now, if, if I spend uh, X amount of dollars boosting it or, or trying to get to conservatives, that's going to be a quarter or, or less uh, in price than you would see if you're trying to target the libertarian. So from a marketing standpoint, it's a much bigger pool. It's going to save you a lot of money. Um, secondly, I've seen over the years, and I've, I've always had this opinion, that libertarians are always just talking to each other. <laughs> and and it, it never ends up expanding. So my goal is always to hit these angles and target conservatives. But to kind of address the, the issues going on in the libertarian party. Now, if I don't want to get too into it because most people don't really care. But let me see if I can figure out how to say this the quickest. So the New Hampshire state affiliate uh, was somewhat taken over. Uh, one of the members took all of the data, and that, that's credit card data, um, you know, uh, managed to take podiums, uh, user databases, just everything you could imagine. So this member... Uh, took it and made a new group. Uh, it was somewhat endorsed by the National Party, or at least members, uh, high-ranking members of the National Party. It was a coup. It, it was a clear-cut coup. Uh, now, Karen Ann Harlos is a woman who's in the Libertarian Party. Uh, I believe she's the, the current secretary and she's terrific. Check out Pink Flame of Liberty as uh, her YouTube channel. But she's been working in the Libertarian Party for years. I used to kind of dislike her, uh, in all honesty. I, I saw her pink hair. I said, what the heck? This isn't what the Libertarian Party is all about. Um, she's also could somewhat be condescending in some videos. If, if you're on the other side of an argument, you might get a little, little bit upset. But she's brilliant, 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 brilliant. Uh, and 
truthful, and you don't see that a lot. So over the years, I've warmed to her, and now I just think she's terrific. But when she stood out against this, this blatant coup, people actually um, nominated her or attempted to suspend her from any activity in the Libertarian Party. Now, that, that in addition to secretary and things like that, um, Karen works very diligently on the history of the Libertarian Party, digging into old chests and lockers and uh, to ban her from that after so many years of work for decorum. It was just so petty. So fast forward, Karen's okay. They've taken away that movement. Uh, many of the people involved in the coup um, have resigned. The data and everything is, is back in the hands of the proper New Hampshire uh, party. But, jeez, it was as bad as anything I've ever seen in politics. And I think everybody's kind of reeling on on this. So, kind of to to stay away from it and, and keep things kind of interesting. I, I look, look it up if, if you're, you know, not a libertarian, because uh, it's pretty shocking stuff. But we wanted to talk about some positives, and that positive is El Salvador, which actually translates to the savior. And they made headlines um, two weeks ago by becoming the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Heavily reliant on remittances, our money transferred to a country from abroad, El Salvador benefits from having a quick and cheap way to send money across borders. For dollar transfers, most American banks will charge a flat rate of $50 for international exchanges. Additionally, a margin on the daily exchange rate is also applied. So the daily um, standard rate is about 5% on all money. So put together, Bitcoin transfers would save a sender over $500 for every 10000 and and maybe even a bit more, I've heard. Um, now, the May announcement just in this time have, has created a fourfold jump in small transfers of Bitcoin to El Salvador. So people are very, very excited. And currently, uh, there are some infrastructure problems or you know, some hesitancy. And, and that makes sense. You're a little afraid of new things. But we're progressing tremendously. Um, in, in an effort to revitalize its economy, though, El Salvador is in talks with the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. And they're looking to get about $1.3 billion in financing. However, the organization has displayed public unease over the country's adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender, possibly jeopardizing the finance deal. Now, I, I, this is a quote from uh, Jerry Rice, an IMF spokesman. Adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender raises a number of macroeconomic, financial, and legal issues that require very careful analysis, said Jerry Rice redundant a bit. Now, this is the good part. We are following developments closely and will continue our consultation with the authorities. The spokesman gently threatened. Now, we've recently heard, especially with Elon Musk and, and uh, the, the need for green crypto. Um, 
Now, according to researchers at the University of Cambridge, close to 65% of Bitcoin mining, of all Bitcoin mining, occurs in China, where the vast majority of electricity is created through coal burning. With CNBC reporting that about 35.9 million tons of carbon dioxide are produced yearly as a result of Bitcoin mining, the same as New Zealand, public pressure, and uh, as we know, our public is very certain about uh, carbon dioxide issues. So our public has mounted uh, a real need to, to find alternatives. And to con- confront this issue, El Salvador actually has something in play that I've never heard of before. The president of El Salvador intends for his country to Bitcoin mine using power derived from volcanic activity. Now, this was a tweet from Nayib Bukele, uh, the president. I've just instructed the president of LAGOSV, or state-owned geothermal electric company, to put up a plan to offer facilities for Bitcoin mining with very cheap, 100% clean, 100% renewable, zero emission energy from all volcanoes. And I finished with, this is going to evolve fast. Now, the design, in in design, the, the volcano will heat underground water, creating a rush of turbine spinning steam that kinetically creates this electricity. Now, as far as implications go, uh, in a country where four of ten citizens live below the poverty level, Bukela's experiment has the potential to change the course of history for those involved. The freedom to work abroad and transfer currency across state lines without penalty is only the tip of the iceberg for the implications crypto will have on international labor. Now, when we think of... Uh, who else could benefit uh, from this? Um, think about Mexico and, and the amount of remittances they uh, bring back to their country from their work. Uh, now, we'll see within the next week or so, Panama is going to attempt to, to vote on the same kind of thing. And if we see this start spreading around uh, you know, South America and Central America, Boy, can we are going to start seeing some changes to how people work, where they live, um, in ways that are hard to imagine. And I think what what's on the other side of all of this could very well be unrecognizable. But it's it's very exciting the prospect of, of true freedom, true economic freedom, and you know, we've seen so much with. The Dogecoin crash and Elon on SNL and all these kind of negative stories. I think the El Salvador narrative and the El Salvador story kind of at least revitalized my enjoyment of the study of crypto. It's been, you know, obviously a little bit of a decline over the past few months. Uh, Still a tremendous increase over the initial but when when you start to think about people being able to work and not worrying about what what they're going to how much they're going to send back and maybe not even worrying about where you work if currency is currency um it it truly has the potential to be to be incredible so we'll leave you on that positive note and uh, we'll we'll be following this story very closely we'll definitely update on Panama 
But I hope everybody has a has a terrific Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to discussing more things with all of you. Take care, everybody.